This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. Birdman coming. That was really good. I'm glad you did it and I didn't because that was that was much better than anything I would have attempted. I'm Hispanic. I can roll my R's really that's well. That's true. And I am disappointingly Portuguese. So, <laughs> so that's that's where we are here. We're talking about Coco Beware the Birdman. Not Michael Keaton and not no. Lil Wayne's fake father. Uh, Lil Wayne's fake dad. I was always like, why are you in this song? You're not good. There is a song on Take Care, in my opinion, Drake's best album, that he just kind of ruins for me. <laughs> and the I Bird can't Man listen comes to in it. and fucks it up? You can't listen to it, because it's such a great song until he shows up. That's the worst. It's We'll Be Fine, for those who don't know. For those who want to go do their own research. Uh, also, Birdman the movie, that's a good movie. It's solid. Solid. Yeah. Michael Keaton as not Batman, but kind of Batman. Emma Stone, Edward yeah. Norton. What a what a all star cast! Yeah, it was a great cast. Yeah. Great uh, great bitch out by Emma Stone. All, one of the all time bitch outs. And Javier knows about bitch outs. What you don't see when we're recording is usually the first twenty minutes before we start recording is Javier just like bitching at me about something. I hate this, this. and then we record once he's calmed down. He has a nap and a snack, and then he's good to go. Have a little little fruit snack with a little bit of orange juice. Did anyone bring orange slices? All right, we're talking about Coco Beware. What do you know, Javier, about Coco Beware? The bird thing, um, that he's in the Hall of Fame, and that that's kind of like a weird-ass thing that he's in the Hall of Fame. And I knew that he had a tag team with Owen Hart, because I always thought that was really weird. That's pretty much what I had, too. He would come to the ring with Frankie the Bird, he was known as the Bird Man. By the way, I need to make a note on this. Yeah. So I had, up until very recently, a parrot my entire life. Really? It's my mom's parrot. Okay. Literally my entire Like, we got him when I was, like, literally, like, two years old. And he's still alive. My mom just gave him away. Like, literally, like, yeah. two weeks ago. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy about it. He was my mortal rival. <laughs> Wait, why were you rivals with a parrot? Because he fucking sucks. Anyways, besides the point, <laughs> he was a vindictive piece of shit, and him and I hated each other. It was on site. It was like Peter Griffin and the fucking chicken. <laughs> but um, okay. anyways, so I had a parrot. My older brother is named Frankie. <laughs> this one strikes close to home for you, then. This one strikes close to home This is me. right in your breadbasket. So I now think Coco Beware is the biggest heel in all of professional wrestling. The other thing for me, and I don't know why, is now I can't properly think of the word bird. I have to go out of my way to say bird. I just keep thinking of Whiplash from Iron Man 2. Bored. 
Give me my board. Where is my board? Where's Frankie the board? Oh, so the so, fact that that's Mickey Rourke. Yeah, the wrestler. It's all it's all tied together. They couldn't just like get somebody who was like you know actually. Mickey Rourke was hot of... then after after the wrestler. Everybody wanted him in the thing, so he's like, guess what, MCU villain. Here we go. <laughs> the useless one. Coco Beware, those are pretty much the main facts I knew, too. He'd come to the ring with Frankie. He would flap his arms a lot. He had a lot of, like, bright colors and specifically looking at high energy. And then he's the person that people always throw under the bus when it comes to the WWE Hall of Fame. When people are like, the Hall of Fame doesn't matter. It's not the celebrity wing full of people who showed up a couple of times, if not once. Yeah, but that's the, at least that's the celebrity wing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? I will say... Coco Beware does have more accomplishments than people think, but people are confused because his run in WWF, which is most of what we're covering because it's most of the things we could find today, (laughs) isn't that memorable. I mean, it's memorable, but it's not good. I remember lots of things that aren't good. He did things. I've seen The Hangover 3. I remember it. It's not good. I am almost positive that I've seen the movie, I cannot tell you a single thing that happens in The Hangover Part 3. I stand by that. This was an argument I made on my other podcast. If The Hangover 2 or The Hangover 3 was the first Hangover movie, we would have liked it more. Because it would if that was the first one and it had all those things, it would have been as memorable as the first movie. But because it was the same thing over and over again, it wasn't as good. It's the same issue. It's the Home Alone problem. If Home I Alone like 3, Hangover 2. If Home Alone 3 was the first Home Alone movie... It would be a well-regarded classic instead of being a knockoff of the first two, which were much better. Uh, Just my piece. I I don't know. Home Alone 3, I mean, it's it's okay. I, I really like Hangover Part 2. I thought they took the concept and made it like really – it's not as good as the first one, but I, I thought they did a really good job with the repeat. Part 3, I, I again, legitimately can't remember and at all. Fair. Coco Beware, successful in the Continental Wrestling Association, 78 to 84, won a lot of titles in the CWA, won the AWA Southern Tag Team Championship seven times, with three times with Norval Austin, twice with Bobby Eaton, once with Stan Lane, and once with Dutch Mantell. We all know Dutch. What a wacky guy. Also a six-time Mid-America Heavyweight Champion and one-time TV Champion. Really like got his name made down there. In Memphis, in and in the Continental Wrestling Association, and that's kind of where our our journey begins. Is in a match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Coco Beware challenging Roving Champion Ric Flair, November eighteenth, nineteen eighty five, in the Mid South Coliseum, a legendary location that I have heard referenced so many fucking times by wrestling yes. historians, mentioned all the times. My first thought, I love the idea of being a traveling heel champion. It sounds like the best life. I know. You walk, you, you don't walk, but you go to a different different place. You stay for a couple months. You be a complete douchebag. You explore the area. You you cheat to win and retain your title. And the, the, you get what? Beaten down by the baby faces on your way out? Cool. Yeah. Congrats. You you maybe you drop the title to them for a couple days to yeah. get your title back in some fluky way and Roll then you're out. out with the tights and you're out. Yeah. 
I'm on from I'm on I'm from Memphis. I'm over to San Francisco. San Francisco. I'm heading up to the Pacific Northwest. Then I'm going to go out to Calgary for a little while. Then I'm going to come back. Like you just wham bam. Thank you, bam. It's the best. And Ric Flair is the perfect fucking guy for it. Yes, yes, he fucking is. Uh, Ric Flair is the definition of wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Space Mountain. So. There is a, a familiar face here, not just Ric Flair, but Coco Beware has an advisor at ringside for this match, and it is Dusty Rhodes, baby. The American dream, baby. Dusty's here to advise Coco. He's not Coco Beware, by the way. There's no B. No B's in his bonnet, baby. He's just Coco Ware. Eh, no bees around here, baby. It's just Coco. No, co- no bees, no wasps, baby. Nothing getting stung, baby. Just Coco Ware. He he's hot, but he's not hot chocolate, baby. He's not hot cocoa. He doesn't have marshmallows in him, baby. We're slowly lapsing into Mike Tyson. My style's impetuous. My defense is impregnable. I want to eat your children's hearts. All right, that's a, that's a really good Mike Tyson. Thank you. Uh, Coco is does not look the way that we remember or that we think of him in terms of his WWF look. He has generic white tights. Also, I did not know Coco is short. Yeah, dude, he's. A- Coco is listed at 5'7". Coco and I are the same height. And I fucking believe it because Ric Flair is only like six feet tall. Yeah. 5'11", 6 feet. They need Coco to be brought in to put over Adam Cole. Oh. (laughs) Coco, 5'7", 220. First off, you're wrong for that. (laughs) I am wrong for that. Uh, And at this point, 28 years old, he's been wrestling in uh, Mid-South since he was 21. So he's really like he in the CWA since he's twenty one. He's got a lot of you know experience. What do you think of the match? Uh, Coco's the shits. I'm just not gonna lie to you. Coco's the shits. Coco in as an in ring technician is not high on our list of people in terms of their in ring proficiency. I like his energy. He hasn't really found it yet here. I do like a lot of some of his comebacks. He's got some fire. Um, but in terms of the in-ring stuff, not the extracurriculars, the in-ring stuff, uh, it's, it's not great. You know what Coco Beware, like, you know, probably why he didn't really stick out to me is, you know how when someone is like, there's always like a young upstart, whatever, you know, think back John Cena, think back to radio and when they debuted, they were like generic like oh this guy's a blue chip prospect they come out maybe they do an exciting drop kick maybe they do an exciting like clothesline or maybe something they slap the shit out of kurt angle's face they slap the shit out of kurt angle they're like very rah-rah and like basic and like totally broed up that was coco beware's entire career was being the the, the hot new thing it was was just be acting like he was the new guy that yeah. like that's his entire shtick. Like his whole wrestling pattern was that he did drop kicks, he punched people, and that was it. Early on, we got some pin attempts by Ware while Flair has a headlock on. Uh, the only move in the first like four minutes is a hip toss by Coco. It's the only like real move in the beginning. Also, uh, Coco Beware is the first black challenger for whatever fucking title this is. For the NWA World Heavyweight Championship? They said he was the first black challenger. I think it might have been the first black challenger in that promotion. In CWA? But still, Jesus Christ. Yikes. Yeah. 
Flair gets out of a hammerlock and then gets in Ware's face. Ware doesn't back down. Like the, the, some of the actual like storytelling bits, Coco's actually good at. Like that's something he's good at. He's good at playing, you know, with a little bit of like he's got fire. But when it comes to then execution, it's not great. Dusty loves it at ringside though. Dusty's fucking vibing. He's, Dusty's he's in. pumped. Yeah. Dusty's all in. I mean, listen. We get some old school sad headlock wrestling, baby. Yes. Uh, we get some Greco-Roman knuckle locks, baby. Yes. <laughs> Flair. There was a lot of shoving. Uh, at one point, <laughs> Flair, Flair gets pushed by Coco and just sells it like my man just got rocked by Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the trading chops and strikes in the corner. Where gets the better of it, and we get a flare flop, which I love a flare flop. We actually get two in a row. Because <laughs> Flair's like, I gotta go back to the bag of tricks twice. Gets a second flare flop. We get a pin. Flair gets a foot on the ropes. Uh, punches in the corner, side headlock, and the most clunky crossbody I've ever seen by Coco Beware. It, it wasn't... Um, the body didn't go across. That's the thing. <laughs> The crossbody, you got to cross the body. I can tell you. I can tell you what. Our logo is not Coco Beware. I can tell you that much for sure. We should change to board. Board logo. <laughs> Put the board logo. There we go. Uh, Flair starts walking to the back. He's like, "All right, we're done here." Very classic heel move. I'm out. See ya. I wrote a note here that's just, "Homie, I'm bored." <laughs> Flair used the ropes to get leverage for an arm crank hammer lock. And when I say that there was about five minutes between him walking to the back and this arm crank hammer lock, I'm not lying. There's a gap. I don't know what happened. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Flair starts losing his temper. Uh, he starts. He has a shoving match with the ref. Yeah. So, starts- but also, uh, is this where we get the the ref blocking a strike from Coco? <laughs> Coco yes. is doing what everybody does in the corner. He is throwing hands. And yes, eventually the ref will come in and say, you know, oh, you know, break it up, break it up. The ref actively blocks the strike from Coco Beware, and it gives Flair an opening to get free. You can't do that. You can't do that. Can't be done. Anyways, we get a, we get a sleeper hold by Coco. We get the three arm raise spot. Oh, one of my favorites. Oh, oh. Uh, one point here. Uh, Flair has it's, it's just so stupid uh, <laughs> it's just so stupid this sucks this match sucks um, but like Coco tries to do a comeback as Flair has him in some fucking like side headlock or some shit he's using the ropes for elevation Dusty snitching yeah uh, he, Coco tries to come back Flair drags him down by the hair which there's not that much hair no so it's kind of funny uh, Coco's offense is really just punches and sides headlocks. <laughs> he gets a shoulder block in later. Congratulations. And a sunset flip over the top for a two. <sighs> <laughs> nothing's going to impress you. Okay, because the reason why nothing's going to impress me is because Flair stood there for like a solid 30 seconds and then decided to roll backwards. Yeah. Flair hits a side suplex, puts on the figure four, Coco reverses it. Yeah. Coco puts on a backslide for a near fall. Um, at one point here, Coco, Coco's just fast as fuck, boy. He's just running. Because that's all his offense is. Punches he's, and run. He's smaller, so he's fat. Yeah, quick, quicker. He's just going to run around him. 
Not much smaller than Flair. Yeah, I mean five seven two twenty. Yeah, you know that which is that's a meatball. What is he, what is he fucking pack? Um. <laughs> anyways, go. Uh, Flair. So Coco's running her ropes. Flair uses his momentum, throws him out of the ring. Coco gets up on the apron. He does the sunset flip in from the apron back into the ring. Yeah. Flair takes thirty seconds to drop on it. Uh. Coco puts on a figure four on Flair, which, by the way, I love how every single match against Ric Flair in his prime, the baby face would just put on the figure four. Every time. Without every fail. Time. Yep. Why are we bastardizing this man's move? This isn't the only submission in the world. We could do other things. But it means more because you stole his move. Yeah, but everyone does it. Anyways... Um, they're trading strikes. Flair gets staggered, which is hilarious. The way he just like just randomly gets staggered by stuff, like he got caught by a good punch or whatever. Um, two drop kicks by Coco, and then Evan, the the cherry on top of the shit Sunday that is this match. Yep. Who comes out for interference? Dundee. It's fucking Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee comes but not out. The actual Crocodile Dundee attacks goddamn Dusty Rhodes. Coco Beware is like, oh, he's attacking Dusty, baby. That was a terrible Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> that you said that you said Ware was Ware's doing a bad Dusty impression. Basically, yeah. Coco tries to help him. Flair decks him from behind, literally just a forearm to the fucking back, pins him. Coco gets his foot on the rope at, like, the three count. Like, after the three count, Flair just takes it off the ropes. The referee doesn't give a fuck. This is a shit show. Crocodile Dundee's over here massacring Dusty Rhodes. And I don't even know what the fuck I just watched. Yeah, this is when you Google his name and best matches. In terms of matches that, like, come up all the time, it's this one. It's actually, it's our next two matches or next three matches it's this one our next match and the one after that's not good it's not great that's not what you want to see at all anyways so i i just gotta know i assume this led to a tag team match with rick flair and crocodile dundee against dusty Rhodes and coco beware that's the only assumption that can be made from this i just want to know who is buying tickets to see rick flair and crocodile dundee Face Dusty Rhodes and Coco Beware. That's the thing, though, is Coco Beware was was popular. Like, even if these moves were shit, he was getting reactions. He was getting was reactions. Was he getting there. reactions or was he just beating on Ric Flair and the people wanted to see that? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. All right. We're in the WWF now. Coco Beware would join the WWF in August 1986, where he continued his Birdman Coco Beware persona. And brought out a macaw named Frankie. He would debut in September of 1986. And he would get a big match against one Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the macho man, Randy Savage. It's the wrestling challenge. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Coco Blair versus Randy Savage. November 16th, 1986. Online, this is referenced as an Intercontinental Championship match. It is not. It is a non-title match. It's a non-title match. However, he would get a rematch 
that became a title match and would lose in a, it was either a dark match or a house show. Of course. <laughs> of course he'd lose. Yeah. So the November 16th edition of WWF Superstars slash Wrestling Challenge, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Coco's here. He's got Frankie now. And I, I vibe with Frankie. I like Frankie's vibes. It's bored. He's just out here chilling. I, I assume no he's words. very I, confused as to why, like where he is. I just don't fuck with parrots. It's like when uh, when Cody brought his dog out. I'm like, that dog has no fucking idea what's oh, going on. Oh, dude, and the pyro. Yeah, the pyro is too much. The pyro scared the shit out of that dog. So when we when we join in and watch this match, Coco's making his entrance. Savage is already in the ring with Miss Elizabeth. And Savage attacks Coco before he can enter the ring. Savage still has his robe. Savage had all the time in the world to take off his stuff. Still has the robe care. on. Still has the glasses on. He's got the fucking goggles on. Does double axe handle off the top rope. Savage throws him out of the ring, throws him into the guard road. At this point, I'm like, oh, yeah. We do get a promo and promo, like a little picture-in-picture picture action. And it's, they asked Savage about uh, like his touring schedule and how much he's wrestling. He's like, vulnerable. No, no, that word ain't in my dictionary. I'm impervious to pain. It's like. Bro, relax. I know I know the painkillers were rampant at this time, but relax. Bruh. Don't you disrespect Randy Savage like that? That's the yeah. macho man. Randy Savage also should have joined in in the uh in Spider-Man No Way Home. He <laughs> just Randy Savage shows up. Uh I know there's a problem with that. I know. He's, I know. He's just not possible. <laughs> Uh, Savage also says his title reign is going on for thousands of years. So, oh, he's Roman Reigns. Nice. <laughs> okay. We need, we, we need to do this now. Oh, who the fuck is beating Roman Reigns? I don't think Brock beats him at, at WrestleMania. I don't think so either. I don't know who the fuck does. Are, are we just going to wait until Braun Breaker comes up? I genuinely don't know. Like, because it can't be Drew. I feel like Drew has cooled off so fucking much with this Baron Corbin feud. It doesn't even matter. It's Cody. I I I don't think that he. I don't think that would work. But I don't even know if Cody's signing with this company at this point. No, which is weird because they've like earmarked Seth for him if he signs, which I hate. But just put Seth in the fucking main event. But not the men's main event. The Seth women's loves, main event. loves fucking up Brock and Roman matches. Hey, guys. I'm back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I genuinely don't know who it's going to be. I don't know. Carmelo Hayes. It's going to be... It's going to be Cameron Grimes. It's going to be Cameron Grimes. To the moon, baby. To the moon. There's a match going on that we're supposed to be covering. Uh, Elbow ah, Savage. Sure. Coco, uh, Coco kicks out. Punches from Coco, and he's jabbing, baby. He's flapping his wings. Right hand. Crowd going nuts. Crowd loves Coco. Crowd is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Fucking sure, man. Dropkick. Rate it. It's solid. You it, know, I, it's here's not the thing. Flawless, but it's it's fine. It's it's kind of like the way he does his dropkicks aren't really like a normal dropkick. It's more like Austin Theory's dropkick where he like rolls into the ring. It's it's more mm-hmm. of a face forward like you're not leaning to the side to drop the kick you're you're just facing the person yeah it's kind of like a basement drop kick the higher i guess um i really like his missile drop kick 
His missile drop kicks. He does that right next, right off the top rope. Does the bird flapping and then top rope drop kick. Okay, so speaking of bird flaps, uh, no idea where this is going. And you shouldn't. So I obviously went to the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Uh, you know, the Minutemen represent. We're playing in the A-10 tournament literally right now as this recording is happening. Uh, another team in the A-10 that they face is St. Joseph's. Mm-hmm. And St. Saint- so Saint Joseph's, it's funny. They have a mascot that's like a, it's an eagle. And whoever is in the mascot costume gets paid to literally from the moment they leave the bus to the moment they get back in the bus, they have to flap their wings. They cannot stop. There's a lot of arms. Yeah, there's literally arms. like auditions and they make sure that the person can do it. That's fucked up. As somebody who once was a mascot, that's fucked up. I would take breaks. It's, nope, you can't. No, like when I was a mascot, I would take breaks. <laughs> can't do it. Nobody can't look over it. here because the mascot is headless right now. Savage gets a foot on the ropes after the missile drop kick. Um, this is when I re- realized that he and the monsoon are on commentary, and I love that. It's nice. Nice to hear. Love Bobby Heenan. Uh, crossbody attempt by Coco. I emphasize the word attempt, except it wasn't a crossbody attempt. That man just threw himself out of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> he just fucking clean over the ropes, and he's out. Uh... Savage with a, a diving axe handle from the top rope to the outside, except it's not really an axe handle. He just gets punched in the abs by uh, Coco. <laughs> Coco. And then, then Coco throws him around ringside. There's a bunch of awkwardness and confusion. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because it is a double countout. One of Coco Beware's most memorable matches is a double countout. Hmm. After like four minutes. Savage retains the title that wasn't on the line. But also, Frankie looked cool. Let's take our first break. When we get back, more Coco Beware. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Back from the break, and we've got a match kicking off the first ever SummerSlam. Or no, not kicking off. This one isn't the opening one, but it's, it's, it's a match on the first ever SummerSlam. That's big. This is the first SummerSlam? 1988, the oh, first edition of SummerSlam. He's in a lot of firsts, this Coco Beware. He is. He is. Because he gets the people going. You say what you will about... Um, about it's provocative. Like his, <laughs> it gets the people gets going. going. Say what you will about uh, you know his in-ring style. He connected with people. They wanted to see him be successful. They wanted Sure, Coco. man. And actually, this brings up a good discussion I wanted to have, too. Coco Beware, a very talented guy in terms of his ability to connect with people. 
that seems to be his thing. He had a gimmick that connected well. Was he the best in-ring person? No. But also, the product wasn't built around excellent connections with people. His gimmick does show one of the limitations that continuously existed for black wrestlers in this time frame, which is go out there and dance. Go out there and entertain and then lose. And I feel bad for him because I'm sure that he wanted to do more and probably have more facets to it. But it's it's a way to make a living. But like, and I'm not saying it's just him. Like, it's not just him. This is indicative of something that happened with a lot of characters for a long time. These weren't allowed to be multifaceted and black. I just, my thing with Coco Beware specifically, because I do agree with the, you know, the issue as a whole. But Coco's kind of the shits. Um, he also doesn't the other the other missing intangible for him is size. Yeah, he didn't have the at this time small. WWF was built around guys who had lots of size, right? I mean, you think about the new generation and how oh my god we're focusing on these small people. Sean's six one and so is Brett. Yeah, like Coco's got was that like six inches on those guys? Like, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. Anywho, the, the first ever SummerSlam, a concept that worked really well. You know, Warrior beating Honky Tonk Man had just not just happened, but I guess they did an interview, and that's what commentary is talking about when we join in with this uh, this clip. Big Boss Man needs to shave his head. <laughs> Big Boss Man needs to do a lot of things. All right. um, the first of which being get off my screen. What's wrong with the Boss Man? I, I fucking hated that dude, man. You I just, hated it. You're, you're going to go do hard time in Cobb County, Georgia. Well, for starters, I'm not a big fan of the police. Um, <laughs> second, you know, I watched the Attitude Era, but you know, back and in the day. He was a dick the whole time. And he was just, so we talk, people talk about X-Pac heat of just, you know, go away heat, whatever. I like, I hate you, but not because you're good at your job, but because you're so bad at it type of deal that should not be called xbox heat that is fucking big boss man boss man heat get the fuck out of here bro you popped at wrestlemania 15 didn't you you loved when they when the brood came down and hung him i loved when he was no longer around that's what i love you mean in terms of wrestling right (laughs) wrestling yes yes i let that simmer for a second and then r.i.p rates taylor uh ray trailer or taylor i was one of the two one of the two yeah. Anywho, uh, Slick, being the manager of Big Boss Man, an interesting choice. Slick suit, 10 out of 10. No fucking notes. It's oh, perfect. By the way, Slick, the drip. The absolute <laughs> sauce. The audacity. Uh, the red hat, red tie, red shoes with a gray suit combo is impeccable. The unmitigated gall of this man. I expect him to be a villain in like an 80s cartoon. <laughs> like he's going to walk into a neighborhood and just cause some shit. Have you ever seen How High? Yes. You know you know how Cat Williams is a pimp? Yes. The slick not... In the show. <laughs> in the, Yes. The slick... First off, show? It's a movie. I know. I know. First off, slick... Whatever Eddie Griffith's character is, throw it away. Make it slick. <laughs> that's what it should have been. Because that's all I'm thinking of. I need slick to get tell Cat Williams, yo, baby powder me up, motherfucker. That's what I need. 
the match itself, Coco's out there with Frankie. Uh, Slick gets a finger in the face of Coco, and Bossman uses that to get a head start. Coco gets dumped to the outside. Frankie is safe. Frankie says relax. He's Yeah, he's there fine. was like a stick that was somewhere like... And they have a perch for the board. No, they literally like someone, some attendant on the side like had a stick and he literally just put it up against the ropes and Frankie just got on the stick. And people don't realize that was Shane McMahon. No, it wasn't. I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. It was actually John Cena. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, dropkick by Coco. Love the boss man stumble. He stumbles all the way back and gets tied up in the ropes. By the way, yeah, there's a sign in the crowd. Okay, hit me. Big boss man needs to do time. Dot, dot, dot. In a gym. We don't fat shame. We don't fat shame big boss man. But also... But that was a good dot, one. That was a good dot, one. Dot, dot, dot makes that fucking sign. That Without was a good the dot, one. dot, dot, that sign is, is ass. <laughs> dot, 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 though? The fact that the sign reads like the way my parents text is great. The ellipses, baby. So uh, Bossman is tied up in the ropes. We get a Running big splash, splash into Bossman that was messy looking. Yes, yes, it was. And a bunch of punches by Coco. These, first off, these ropes are loose as fuck. Yes, they are. These these ropes are looser than a floozy on a Friday night. I'll tell you that much. Oh lord. <laughs> oh lord, he coming. Also, this is this is what this is what I noticed that superstar Billy Graham was on commentary. He's terrible. This he's, is also what I muted commentary. He's fucking terrible. I kept he's it He's terrible on. on commentary, in the ring, as a human being. Nobody can touch him. No <laughs> one can touch him. Hi, hi Coco Banna. How you doing? Superstar Billy Graham is the fucking worst. Big splash in the corner by Bossman. Clothesline by Bossman. And he pulls Coco off the mat. He's not done with him. Normally, when a babyface pulls a heel off the mat... That means the babyface is going to come back and win the match. I'm going to spoil it. No. <laughs> Not this time. No, 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 no. Uh, Bossman with the leg layer to the back of Coco Beaver's head when he's on the bottom rope. I love that move where he's draped on the rope and he just hits them with the with like the big Yeah, the running, uh, the running sit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the running sit. Running sit, baby. Uh, scoop slam by Bossman. Bossman misses... An ugly ass splash off the top rope. I think they're both at fault. Coco was meant to roll farther, and he didn't. And while not rolling farther, Bossman's splash is bad. Bossman landed in the worst way possible. I will say. What did he hit first? Was it his shins? His toes. His feet. He landed on his feet. Okay. <laughs> I I figured that was the case. It's essentially, Charlotte Flair moonsault. Fair. Uh, but yeah, Coco did not get out of the way. Uh, he avoids forearms in the corner, which makes Bossman crotch himself. Bossman with so much oomph on the forearm that he gets up and over and perfectly into. I think he tried to go for a crossbody or something. Everything's a crossbody with these motherfuckers. <laughs> well, they're not exactly going to fucking pull out Canadian destroyers like they do nowadays. Why are they? not? Because top rope missile drop kick by Coco, and the crowd is pumped they are and the thing is this is deep into SummerSlam. i think this is like the fourth last match or third last match like the crowd's not tired they love coco they're they're pulling for him this is the bathroom break match i don't care what anyone says big splash boss man with the power out at two not just the kick out no 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 the full press slam a dude off of me in order yeah, to kick the full out. the full i bench bitch coco dumped under the apron over on his own head by boss man 
lands hard. Yeah, it wasn't great. Let me get the finish. It just happens. Yeah, I mean, Bossman tried. He tried it. I guess it, it was kind of like the uh, the abyss finisher. Yeah, but it just kind of. He didn't twirl him. He just kind of planted him instead. And like Bossman would use a sidewalk slam later for a finish. So it's kind of like that, but kind of not quite. Everything in this match is not quite done right. One of these things is not like the other. Both of these things are trash. I'm so glad for you that you muted commentary at this point. Because my only note at the end of the match is, holy fuck, Graham says brother so much. If you think that Hulk Hogan says brother... You're right. Fuck Hulk Hogan. You're, thank you. You're right, but you're wrong because superstar Billy Graham. It's every other word, brother, 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 brother. brother Listen brother, to me, brother, man. He's like a Pokemon called brother. That's all he can fucking say. I watched a nine-minute video today that IGN posted of Squirtle on the beach, where it's just Squirtle from the most recent Pokemon game just vibing out on the beach. He's just running back and forth. He's chasing a seagull. He's fucking in the water. He's going. He's too. He's doing the thing that people do where they run up to the water. And then when the when the when the tide comes up, he runs away. Oh, I love Dude, that. I it's nine and a half minutes long, and I watched every second of it. Yeah, that's called taking a uh, self care break. That's what that is. What is going on with my life? Great question. Let's talk about a Coco Beware promo from 1989. Uh, these are the, the classic promos where they would do like the 30 to 45 second clip yeah. you're in front of a green screen. Just say like, you know, pump yourself up. What do you think of the promo skills? You see, the whole wide world is watching the Birdman Coco Beware. And that's why Lil Wayne was so mad. <laughs> um, he says some some dumb shit and then he goes... You got to keep moving and grooving in the World Wrestling Federation. Because if you don't, you snooze, you lose. Ain't that right, Frankie? And Frankie says nothing because Frankie is bored. (laughs) I I feel so bad because Frankie's just chilling there. And all of a sudden, his owner just starts fucking screaming. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says he came to the WWF to take on 300 pounders. Which, like, hey, man, if that's what you're into, like, do you. But I feel like... You know, I'm not going to, I'm not kidding. There's no kink shaming. We're not doing any of this, but just, you know, it's, it's really interesting take for, for, for a man of your stature, Coco really is. He says, I don't mind. I got guts, brother. I'll take on you. And he mentioned three guys. One of which is Randy Savage, who he's already fought. One of which is Barbarian. And then one of which is, is Fuji. Mr. Fuji. Fuji. Why, why are you going up to Fuji? Fuji's like a, like two years away from being a manager. Hey. Full time. Leave Fuji alone. Respect Fuji. Uh, Fuji's doing good respect. Thing. Respect the drip. Coco in the tight tee and ski goggles. I'd wear this right fucking now. I would wear this outfit right now. 100%. <laughs> when you walk out of that room dressed that way, what is Amy saying? Uh... Where did you get the goggles? That would legitimately be her first question. She'd be like, what? it wouldn't be why. Why would be next? But she'd be like, where did you get? She Because she's a nice person. She'd be like, where did you get those? And I'd be like, oh, brother, uh, I'm here to fight in the WWF. And I got to say, brother, if you like snooze, times. you lose, brother. And then she'd be like, cool. Why the fuck do you have them on? And then she'd be like, cool. You're sleeping on the couch tonight. 
Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, There's but, no chance but that conversation because I, I got a, I got a, I got a plan for when I fight Mr. Fuji and the Barbarian. Promo skills are fine. He is a he's a 1980s promo. This is what the 1980s yeah. promo is. Yeah. This is bang average as far as those promos go. We're gonna take our last break. When we get back, high energy, not from us, but but from Coco. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back from the break. We got a tag team match, baby. Coco Beware started in 1992 teaming with Owen Hart. What a strange combination of people. But I love it. They formed a high-flying team known as High Energy. Well-known in wrestling circles for their gigantic, baggy, brightly colored pants and checkered suspenders. The peak of fashion is high energy. (laughs) Okay. You know what the real tragedy of high energy is? That this is their only pay-per-view match together? Actually, sorry. No, here. You know what the real tragedy is that Owen Hart is the greatest wrestler to never win a world title? Because next year, in 93... Had he won the world title, like he should have, mm-hmm. probably would have challenged Coco Beware for it. They, they would have had a little, a little back and forth with it. Yeah, they, they like there would have been at least one title match between those two, even on a house show. Like that's a that's a good draw. Hey, good. Hey, Coco could have could have challenged for the WWF Championship, man. They only had, like I said, one pay per view match together. And it was this match at Survivor Series 1992 against the head shrinker, Samu and Fatu, a.k.a. Rikishi. And Samu. Yeah, and Afa is at ringside eating something. I don't Tell me, know. it's chicken wing. Oh, okay, it was a chicken wing. Yeah. It looked too big to be a chicken wing. No, because like, it's it's like the whole it's wing. It's the whole Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not just a bit of the wing. It's the I entire thing. It was like a turkey drumstick, and I was like, Thanksgiving? Gobble, gobble? <laughs> Very is this Ivar. <laughs> um, what'd you think of this match? I loved it when Owen Hart was here. I also loved it when when uh, Fatu was in, when Rikishi was in. Yes, there was a moment there where it's Coco and Samu, and I was like, "This, I'm uncomfortable." It's Samu and Owen to start, uh, and Samu is just powering Owen over. Like he is just much stronger than Owen. Yeah, but Owen is fast as fuck, boy. That's right. Crossbody and a drop kick. Nice arm drag. Another drop kick. High energy's fucking thriving. In comes the Birdman, and he gets drop kicks to both guys. Not bad. Not okay, bad. so you know, um, you, you know what uh, Coco Beware reminds me of. Okay, is it a racing flag? No. You ever see the Goofy movie? 
Of course, it's a national treasure. He reminds me of Powerline. Oh my god, yes. He does remind me of Powerline from the Goofy movie. He reminds me of Powerline from the Goofy movie. I just thought about it now. He's got like similar hairstyles. He doesn't have the, the, the side shaves. But man, he's, he does. He, I mean, the outfit, the stilo. I don't know what that means, what that makes Owen. I don't know if that makes him Max, but. It makes him Goofy. I did, and this, this is a complete sidebar talking about the Goofy movie. I love that canonically Goofy has fucked because normally whenever they introduce, they always go with like, this is their niece and nephew. And so like, it like removes a degree of se- like the degree of separation from sex. But here they're like, no, Goofy found a woman, had sex, had Max, and he's a good dad. Look at Goofy being a good dad. You know what my favorite thing about those movies are is that Max's best friend is Pete's son. Yeah, you know, and they you gotta get along. You can't really pick who your kids become friends with. The the dude who is who, well, Goofy doesn't believe that Pete is his biggest enemy, but Pete definitely believes that Goofy definitely is his worst that, enemy. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's just funny that their kids are best friends. Yeah. For more wonderful pop culture takes like this, go listen to my other podcast, the Pop Castle Podcast. This week, we had some guests on, and we talked about uh, the Disney Channel original movie, Cadet Kelly. Yeah, Sir, strong, I am an expert. Strong sexual lesbian undertones in that movie. I am an expert <laughs> my God. in all things uh, Hillary Duff. I didn't know where you were going. I was like, Disney? But no, Hillary Duff makes more sense. All right, so Coco's in there. And he uh, he decides that he wants to do a meeting in the mind. So he does. This, he stomps on the feet of the uh, of I think it's Samu, and then he has both Samoans, and he wants to clunk their heads together. But what is the one wrestling rule about Samoans? They have hard heads. You do not headbutt a Samoan. Uh, so nothing happens when he does the meeting of the minds. Uh, where is then running the ropes and gets hit with a a kendo stick. Afa had a stick. Alpha had it, and it was comically long. By the way, shout out to Alpha. That's my man. That's my man's. Hey, he's just Loa's dad. Yeah, dude's just just vibing. Or Tomatonga, I should say. Sorry. And he gets hit in the back while running the ropes. That gives the head trinkers the advantage. Scoop slam by Fatu. In comes Samu. Where's being worked over by the boys? It's vibes, you know. Leapfrog by Coco, but Samu just fucking clobbers him. Uh, we get a sunset flip by Coco. Beautiful sidekick by the Usos' dad, though. Thrust, thrust, the Rikishi, the Rikishi thrust kick is excellent. It's always. been there for years. It's been doing this always. Uh, Coco's trying to fight back, can't get the tag. Avoids a corner splash, gets an opening, gets the hot tag. Rate right the Owen hot tag fifty. Uh, out of fifty, okay, that's a perfect score. Yeah, I know. I love Owen Hart's hot. I mean, drop kicks, back body drop, flying cross body, spinning heel kick. The man is pulling out the entire bag, and I love it. I love Owen Hart very much. Go listen to our Owen Hart episode. We did one. Did we do an Owen Hart episode? We did an Owen Hart episode way back. Oh my god, way back. Um, I hate to. Burst your bubble. We've never done an Owen Hart episode. There's no way we've never done an Owen Hart episode. We've never done an Owen Hart episode. 
I was I gonna sw- say no. We did nine heart. Fuck. We did. We did Jim because we did. We did the heart foundation. But we've seen Owen. He's been in. He's in a Triple H episode. He was in. He's in a lot uh, of stuff. An Austin episode. He was in a Two Cold Scorpio episode, and he was in two parts of the three part Bret Hart episode. Ah. Yeah. But no, we'll, we'll get an Owen Hart episode for Holy sure. Holy shit! I I was genuinely convinced that we have done an Owen Hart episode. No, we'll have to get we'll have to get an Owen Hart episode for. Have we done sure. Rikishi? We have never Rikishi. I'm saving him for Haas Month Three. Haas <laughs> for the vengeance. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Drops by Owen. Back by drop goes up top. Nice crossbody. Fatu breaks it up. Beautiful crescent kick by Owen Hart. Uh, then does a crossbody attempt and gets caught by Samu for a power slam. Then we get the finish. Yeah, Fatu goes up to the top, flying splash, super fly splash. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. The Samoans win. The Samoans win. Um, this is, I think, maybe the first time in the history of our podcast. This is what, episode 104, 5, 4, 4. Yes. The person recovering doesn't win a single goddamn match in the episode. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had that. I mean, just wait until we have to cover the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, I can't wait. So I spoiled the results of the next match, but when I tell you who it's against, you'll realize it wasn't a spoiler. We are covering the first ever Raw match. The first match on the first edition of Raw, January 11th, 1993. Coco Beware versus Yokozuna. Coco versus Yoko, baby. They could have been a team, Kokozuna. <laughs> Just Coco running around Yokozuna getting him pumped up. Coco Melon. <laughs> oh, I think we're gonna have to Photoshop Coco Melon as a thing. <laughs> make that the <laughs> make that the uh the the ad for the episode this week. Coco Melon. Oh my god. Uh, this raw so coco's still in his high energy gear because he's still part of the team the team would only disband when owen hurts his knee in march 93 so he's still part of high energy uh owen's just on the shelf right now the first ever raw so when they did raw 25 they went back to this location the manhattan center i love this location for wrestling great it's an excellent venue i i know that there's more logistics to it and i'm sure that there's other things I wish WWE would just buy it. <laughs> I mean, or like just have like, I know they have, they're based in Florida. I get that. But like have a little some extra put NXT there. I mean, it's just small is the problem. It is small. It's really fucking small. It's just not worth it. I remember I liked the idea of, of buying that or, or another location and just doing ECW there before, like when they brought back ECW. Like giving it its own location because that's what made it special. Like the ECW arena was they fuck by the ECW arena. <laughs> well, the problem with the Hammerstein Ballroom is it's just not feasible because they use it for other shit. Yeah, like, it's true. more than just wrestling. Yeah, a man can dream. Um, also, if anyone is wondering, this podcast is also sponsored by Ico Pro. Uh, just, just like the first row us, baby. I. Don't know what Ico Pro is, and at this point, I'm too much a wrestling fan to ask anybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, the drip on Coco is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's The man incredible. is saucing it the fuck up. Yeah. 
Frankie is is Frankie here for this one? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Um Yokozuna comes out, an absolute spectacle. They're being treated because he's he's still new, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so here's yeah, no, he's still he 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 he's only recently debuted. Yeah. Um this is when he goes I mean, it's January of whatever year this is. Ninety three. <laughs> yeah, so he's gonna go on to win the Royal Rumble in a couple of weeks or whatever the fuck that is. Um, which good for him. And then I think he, he, yeah, he wins the title at WrestleMania, does all that shit, goes on his major run. The thing with Yokozuna that I despise the most, I'm pretty sure Yokozuna is from like San Francisco. Yeah, he is from San Francisco. I don't know how I know. I don't know why I know that, but I do know that. Because you hate it. That's why. I don't mind San Francisco. No, 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 not San Francisco. You hate whatever you want to say about Yokozuna. So you need that for your facts. Oh. Well, yeah. So he's he's a Samoan man born in San Francisco. Correct. Raised probably in California. Yeah. To I I'm going to assume our parents who had been in the country for a very long time or were from the country or something like that. Probably. Why are there USA chants? Because he. I understand he's playing a Japanese guy. Other, yes, but also you're right though. This man is for, this man's from the Bay Area. This man would be cheering for Steph if he was alive. And yeah, the fuck yes. Like this dude goes, blow the whistle. That's all he'd be doing, man. This dude was cheering for Rick Barry back in the day. Like him and Dame Lillard are tight. And yet, USA chance against him. Anyways. It's stupid. I hate during, it. During the intro, uh, we get a line from commentary. He's got an ass like an amphitheater. And that is my favorite Megan the Stallion line. Um, <laughs> Megan the Stallion, if you're listening to this, call me. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't call me. I mean, we can hang, but I'm busy. Uh, only if I can join. Yoko gets in sumo pose. Coco charges at him. It does not go well. Someone in commentary asked if Yoko should be wearing a bra. I don't know. Right. It's not the macho man or Vince. It's the other person. She wear a bro. Okay, it's we're gonna we're gonna ignore that one. Don't um, you know that you know that's from Seinfeld, right? Yes, okay, but we are going to we're gonna we're just gonna gloss right over that shoulder block attempt, and it just fucking bounces off. Yeah, Yoko just throws this motherfucker multiple times when they they try to do collar and elbow tie ups. It's funny. It is funny. I like it. I like it when big man throw little man. Yeah, it's 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 very simple, basic wrestling. Big man throw little man. It's like the only good part about Omos. Hey, I like Moss. So, uh, someone has to. Hey, hey. be <laughs> nice to that man. Um, Coco. So Coco runs into Yokozuna and just falls back. Yep, just falls right back. He does yep. it again. Just bounces uh, off. Does drop kick. Does not move the man at all. It doesn't even stagger him a little bit. Does Tom another Terry says like trying to stop a battleship with a slingshot. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Does another one. Doesn't matter. Uh, Yoko, he goes up to the top rope to go for a splash. Yokozuna moves out of the way. Coco hits the ropes real hard. Yes. Real hard. It's bad. Um, Yokozuna gets on, gets the advantage base because of that. Which, by the way, it's funny that Yokozuna only got the advantage in this match and, and doesn't really do much offense. No, it takes three moves to beat Coco Beware here. It's Coco technically just kind of beat himself. 
Yeah. That, that him hitting the ropes on that running splash is what really fucked him up. Congratulations, you played yourself. Because Yokozuna does a leg drop to while Yoko's like on his stomach, basically. So he dropped the head on his back. Uh, so Yokozuna does a leg drop, uh, drags him to the corner, running splash into the corner with like the hip splash, you know the one. Yep. Uh, and then he just sets him down, bonsai splash. One, two, three. Yoko wins. Coco would leave WWF in 1994, work with the USWA until 97, continue to make indie appearances. His last one was in 2016, where he teamed with, you were never going to guess this, Bushwhacker Luke. Uh, he also, in 2013, faced Chavo Guerrero, and I kept looking to see some other names. Coco made another appearance in the WWF on Heat in oh. 2005 in a oh. loss against Rob Conway. Why wasn't that added to this I episode? I didn't want it. I didn't want 2005 Coco Beware. I wanted it. They were doing crossbody. You know what? That's going to be in the Rob Conway episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the Rob Conway deep dive. Can't fucking wait for that one. I am excited for that one. That is my childhood right there. In 2009, Coco was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um yeah, for doing the honors to Rob Conway. Yeah, for doing the honors to Rob Conway. Uh, he was inducted by the Honky Tonk Man. Interesting. Um, a very interesting. Again, if you look at his championship accomplishments, he's had a lot of other notable successes. Just WWF was not the not the move. He was part of this class, which also included the Funks, the Von Erics. Howard Finkel, Cowboy Bill Watts, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin. So quite the class. And Shit. Coco. By the way, can we talk about this year's Hall of Fame class? We absolutely can. Why the fuck? I, okay, I understand why. Because, you know, I guess they want people to care. But The Undertaker just kind of has to go, like, be the only one. He oh, you kinda... think he should, be, he should be the only one inducted? Yeah. Why are we putting Vader in there? Why are we wasting Vader's induction like this? I understand the idea of also of not just having one person be the entire sure. induction, though. Yeah, put a celebrity in there too. Maybe a tag team or something. But like, Do you think Vader's just being over like? Ochon? I feel yeah, like because it's the fucking Undertaker. No one's gonna come. Like, no one's gonna give a shit who the other people are. The other the other rumors I'm hearing are people like the Steiners getting their induction and Sid getting his induction. How outrageous. It's outrageous that we're trying to stack this class when anyone's who's in it like people are just gonna care about the Undertaker. That's it. It's always something to matter. The the apparently they also spoiled who's gonna get the uh, Warrior Award and it's gonna be Shad Gaspard. King? So fucking well deserved. Yeah. Speaking of kids, what'd you, what'd you think of Coco Beware? Hey, you know, Coco Beware, baby. <laughs> Coco's Bewearing, baby. That's, the That's way all you go. gotta say about that. <laughs> I I can understand why he was popular. I understand why he was a popular baby face. He, he's, he's a smaller guy. He gets the people on his side. He's got a, he's got a good hook with Frankie and the bright colors. I Look, get it, it. Here's the thing. I can't judge Coco Beware because I am also the guy who loves Danhausen. 
I love Orange Cassidy. I, I you know, I love all these. I love fucking Luther and, and Serpentico. I, I love like these random, t- you yeah, know, so I, I love. There's no, there's no saying that you wouldn't be a huge Coco. Coco, you wouldn't be a Coco Melon in, uh, in the melon. 80s. In the late 80s, you'd probably be a Coco Melon. I, w- I wouldn't go as far as to say that I would have been a big Coco Beware fan because he was the shit. And all he had was a bird, to be honest. But like, and you hate birds, apparently. I, I fucking hate parrots. Um, it was a macaw. Move on. I don't give a shit. It could macaw these nuts. I don't give a fuck. Obviously, he's a turkey, and he's like, you. <laughs> I don't like turkeys. They're very annoying. But um, ground turkey tastes great, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I could see. I mean, I, yes, I could see why he was popular in an era where, you know, in-ring performance didn't matter. It was all about energy and vibes and shit. Because the man was vibed out. He had he high a, energy. Yeah, he was a vibe king. In this yes. era, but I don't know, man. It's just it wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Sometimes these don't hit, but this episode hits. It slaps, baby. Bring us our boards, Javier. Where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at jmelos. But baby, follow, follow Javier because he likes the board app, but does not like the boards. Follow me <laughs> on Twitter. Boards. At it's Evan Gomes, I T S E V A N G O M E S. Follow the podcast. Most importantly, at Crossbody of Work. Wherever you're listening, be sure to rate five stars. Helps the boys out tremendously. Also, the merch table is open. Fullpressshop.com. Cop the merch, buy the shirts, support the boys. Next week, another big personality. We are covering Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Slash Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, that man Which loves didn't ring the well fucking delay. That man loves the delay. Uh, so we're going to be covering Mr. Kennedy, all his best matches, seeing his... He was really earmarked for success in WWE, and it just never paid out the way that it was supposed to. And then we're going to look at his TNA run. I'm excited because it's somebody that I always There's remember. There's some NWA stuff in there, too. Ooh, a little bit of NWA. Oh, we get a little NWA action. Let's see if uh, Tim, what's his name? Tim, Tim Storm? Storm. See if Tim Storm shows up. If you God. say NWA three times, Tim Storm just appears behind you with a with some eight and a half by 11s to sell. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Javier, any final words for the people? Ah, uh, yes, this week on Life Advice with Javier. Life is good, man. This has been a good. Uh, I you're going to say week. avoid birds. Oh, God, no. But I mean, yes, avoid birds at all costs. Birds are flying death traps. Uh, and they carry disease, and they, they're just so fucking annoying. Anyways, I, I don't hate all birds. Actually, oddly enough, my favorite animal is a bird. It's fucking penguins. But that's beside the point. Um, no, it's been a good week. You know, vibes are great this week. You know, it's it's this is a this is one that I have stated before. It's just enjoy the good times, man. Enjoy these moments like I'm having this week where, you know, my mentals are great. And, and honestly, nothing's different. This has been a normal fucking week for me. I just feel good. So when you feel good, man, feel good. Embrace feeling good and just just feel good, man. Just let the goodness settle. Let the good times roll? Yeah. Enjoy the good times, man, because, you know, they're not always here. That's true. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Pave paradise, put up a parking lot, 
scared. Shot I was going to finish it. Shot the bird. Turned it into chicken nuggets. All right. Let's get Damn out of right. here. Next week, Mr. Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.